I was riding number nine Heading south from Carolina I heard that long Some whistle blow Hell, just jump up where you can and hold on. It's me, it's me. It's OWB, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be busy schedules here once again. Join me here in Dingus, West Virginia for another Mighty Fine. Another Mighty Fine episode here of the Old Soul Radio Show. And I've talked about this one a few times, and uh, finally getting around to doing it. I took some questions back in September, had all that RIAA iTunes crap happened, kind of sidetracked me a little bit, but I'm glad to be able to put together for you this Q&A show. Now my microphone, I don't know what the hell's wrong with it, it must have a short, it keeps going out, so it took me longer to do the Q&A show than I wanted to, and there are certain times when the volumes go down and up. I do apologize for that, I'm going to have to try to order me a new mic here next day or so. Because I, I don't know. I can't be without a microphone here. So the quality ain't as good as it normally is. It ain't bad, don't get me wrong. But if it ain't what it usually is, I apologize. I'm going to try to get the same mic I have. Try to find one here in the, like I said, next few days. Just wanted to say uh, the Kickstarter ends on Wednesday. So if there's anything that you want, my well held lighters, any of the VIP lanyard stickers, opportunities to co-host a show, co-host a video podcast, or if you just want to hear a shout out on the first video podcast, you can do that. There's links in the show notes. You can find it. Instagram at Old Soul Radio Show, Twitter at Old Soul Radio, Facebook.com slash Old Soul Radio Show. If you see my recent post, you'll probably see links to my Kickstarter. Yeah, I had a good time doing this show other than the microphone going crazy, so let's jump on in and get this old bad boy right here underway. Just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that supported the Kickstarter. It's blown me away. I never would have dreamed it would have done what it has in uh, 25 days or so. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Like I said, it ends on Wednesday, so if you want to pick anything up after the Kickstarter ends, none of this stuff will be available anymore. But y'all take it easy and you have you a good one. Hope you enjoy the show. But first, uh, I'm going to tell you about a brother of mine. Oh. How do there, friends and neighbors? This is your radio friend here, old W.B. Walker, and I'm going to tell you all about a brother of mine who hails from way down in Olapaha, Georgia, my brother Daniel Griner and his company, Southbound Trucking. Southbound Trucking and Equipment is a national and third-party logistics, 3PL, and asset-based trucking company that provides transportation services and asset solutions to domestic shippers, importers, exporters, and manufacturers. 
They utilize a variety of both asset-based and non-asset-based resources to provide quality transportation solutions at the most competitive price. The motto is on time, every time, safe and secure. So if that right there is something that sounds like it may fit your needs, give them a call at 229-237-0243. Once again, friends, that's 229-237-0243. Find them on the interwebs at southboundtrucking.com. Hey, I'll holler at old brother Daniel and tell him old WB sends you. Oh. Try to get this old show a going before uh, a microphone tears up again. I don't know what's wrong with it. It has to be a short. I thought a wire come loose. I had it resoldered today. It must be something more than that because it didn't fix it. I started wiggling some stuff around and it come back on. So I, I don't know. There has to be a short, and I ain't no electrician or nothing like that when it comes to. Shit like that right there, so uh, probably a new microphone before long is probably going to be in my future. I'm finally getting around to doing that old Q&A show. It's been uh, something I planned on doing a few months back. Didn't help with all that crap I had happen with the RIAA and iTunes and all that stuff. I think it kind of got me sidelined a little bit. Well, I'm going to start this out by answering an email from a fellow named Joe. His email address, he sent me... Uh, first part of it I think it's Runer so maybe this is Joe Runer I'm not for sure I apologize if I'm pronouncing something wrong or just completely getting it wrong but you was asking me if I was familiar with a band from West Virginia called the Davison Brothers and I am and you said that you've never heard them on the old so radio show before you you're correct I've listened to them and it's one of them things you know might get around to them sooner and later but uh, it just ain't happened yet where I've been able to play them on the show yet, brother. So uh, maybe before too off along or something there. And you was asking me about how I say that I'm not accepting any digital files in them with uh, emails and stuff. It is really hard for me when people send me like four or five emails, each one with three songs in them or something like that, to try to uh, go through that stuff. And you had recommending maybe me starting like a listening team or something like that that would work out well and stuff but i don't know maybe i think of things different like if you were somebody if i send you a bunch of stuff to listen to and you tell me that this record here is great you love it if i don't like it you know i don't want to hurt somebody's feelings make you think that i don't think your opinion you know what I mean? I don't know. I need to really sit down and go through a bunch of stuff I've been uh, sent to me recently. I've just had so much crap going on with life and everything that uh, I haven't got to listen to a lot of stuff like I probably should have, but uh, I'm hoping to start digging into some submissions and stuff here before long. But, brother, I appreciate it, but at this point, I don't know. I just think it uh, maybe. One of these days I might do that, but I'm not getting too much right now to the point where it overwhelms me too much. I just don't like 
going through emails with a bunch of files in them because I lose track of what's what. That's why I like Dropbox. Somebody can send me a Dropbox that has their name on it and song titles and all that. It's just so much easier. My brother, I appreciate the email. And uh, like I said, I'm sorry that uh, it's kind of took me a little bit of time to to get to it here. So let me scroll through my emails and find my next one. This one here is from old brother Scotty Teeter. He said, great idea for a show, brother. So what was the first country song do you remember hearing? Ugh. I actually was thinking about this last night because I went through all these emails and stuff and I was ready to do this show. And the microphone went to pot. So uh, the first country song that I remember hearing that really stood out to me was probably Randy Travis's Forever and Ever Amen. Because my dad had one of them, everybody back in the 80s had them, them five, six foot consoles that had a record player on top and cassette and CD and, and big old speakers. And the bottom of it was storage for LPs. My dad had, I don't know, seven or eight, ten LPs from what I can remember. But I got them to help me, maybe. I don't imagine me just figuring it out on my own. But I remember putting that record on, I think it was what, Forever and Always. And hearing Randy sing that song, I just thought it was absolutely perfect. His voice, the song, the music, the lyrics, everything. And I just, from that day forward, you know, I was a huge Randy Travis fan. And I was probably at the time maybe five years old, something like that. But also, some of my earliest memories of country music was the Tear in My Beer video. Because I thought, honestly, old Hank Sr. was an old man. I thought, who's this bearded dude singing with this old man? And At the time, that video, that footage was shot. I don't know, Sr. was probably, what, 26, 27, something like that. And it just stood out to me, you know, his voice and everything. And I was kind of infatuated with Hank Sr. from then on out, you know. And I was probably maybe five, six years old then. But that's my two earliest memories when it comes to country music. My brother, I appreciate you uh, sending this to me twice, considering the first time, you know. Didn't get around to doing this show, but uh, just want to know I want to let you know, brother, I appreciate your support and everything that uh, that you've done to support the podcast uh, over the past few years. Brother, I really appreciate it. The next email is from a brother of mine, old Choo Choo Stew, old uh, Stuart Ramsden over in London. He sent me an email, said, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you on your amazing show and Thank you for introducing me to some awesome singer-songwriters. My brother, I'm glad to be able to help. But I'd like to ask you was how it was to put on your first live anniversary show, getting all the acts together, selling tickets, etc. Describe how you felt. Did it blow you away? Was it greater than your expectations? And um, all that good stuff. Yeah, it... Uh, it really honestly happened pretty easy. I mean, a whole lot easier than I figured it kind of would. 
Now, one thing that still bothers me, I've actually posted about it on Facebook er earlier this evening. Some memories pop back up. Like with my one-year anniversary show, I had Tyler and Sonora and Justin Payne. And at the time, not many folks knew about Tyler. And I was just telling everybody how special he was. Come watch him. And me and Fallon was the only two people there that wasn't playing music. You know, I was hosting a radio show, so she was really the only person in the... just there to listen, you know. Then once I uploaded that show, people was just blown away about how it turned out. And a lot of the videos I've... or the... I guess videos, whatever you want to call them, that I have on YouTube is clips from that one-year anniversary show. So I thought, man, I want to be able to do this, and people can come. So I talked to Don Duncan. You know, at that time, I'd developed a good friendship with Don, and I talked to Ian Thornton. And Ian talked to the Ian and Don talked to the folks that own the V Club and said, hey, this is what this fellow wants to do. And from the get-go, man, they said, like, 10-4, tell him whatever he wants to do, just let us know when. And I remember talking to some friends of mine and stuff, you know, about what they thought the turnout would be and things like that and most everybody I talked to had uh, said hey you 50 80 people something like that and I think that first year we'd done like 200 people so I mean it just blew me away how many people came and it uh, it really did you know kind of was more than I really expected I guess you could say and and they've been fun and I hated it that this past year couldn't do an anniversary show. I just wasn't able to do one. But even if I was, with all the COVID stuff that happened, I kindly uh, changed that anyway. It was kind of out of my hands. But regardless, I really wasn't able to uh, to do one. So with that being said, uh, maybe next year, you know what I mean, we can uh, do one. And if brothers do, you're always... More than welcome. Come on down to Dingus, Huntington, wherever we do these anniversary shows, and uh, and they're always special, brother. But I appreciate you reaching out to me, and appreciate your support. Let me scroll through them here. Alrighty, I got an email from Sister Kelly Brooken up there in uh, Fort Anne, New York, and Sister Kelly says. Uh, what is your favorite song that you remember? What is my first favorite song that I remember? And what was the first music that I ever bought with my own money? Ugh, man. First favorite song, I mean, I don't know. It's probably something. When I was like three, four years old, I was real big into Bon Jovi. They were real big at the time, so... Anything from them back then probably was uh, stuff I really liked, but uh, I don't know. I got turned on to Nirvana real early on. Hey, my favorite Nirvana song is uh, is Drain You. I've always been a big fan of that song right there. Or Sappy. That's another Nirvana song that uh, I've always been real, a real big fan of. And first music that I ever bought with my own money, I think it actually was a Bon Jovi 
cassette or something. I think it was back before CDs kind of got real big or we didn't have a CD player anyway at the time. But my mom and dad told me this story that we was at like a Kmart or some type of department store when we was living in Utah. My dad was in the Air Force and uh, we lived out there near Salt Lake City, I think maybe Davison Air Force Base, something like that. But they said I was walking through this uh, department store parking lot and they was holding my hand and we got behind this car and they said I kind of wiggled away from their hand and started climbing underneath this car and they was hollering at me you know what are you doing get out from under there they said I come out and was holding a $20 bill and I whatever Bon Jovi tape it was New Jersey or, or one of them or something they said I asked them if I could have that now maybe I'd asked them for it and they told me I didn't need it or just thought, you know, a three-year-old didn't need to buy a cassette. But I'm, from the stories I've been told, sister, that was the first music that I bought with my own money, I guess you'd say. And I appreciate it, sister, and uh, likewise, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Let me see here. Got an email from uh, these fellas I... I don't know why they keep emailing me there. I don't know. Fanboys, I guess. These fellas by the name of the Wine Tree, they send me emails all the time. Well, they said they got a question for Fallon. I guess they're a bigger fan of Fallon than they are me. said, how does she put up with all these rowdy friends you've made through the Old Soul Radio show? You know, there's only been two instances that Fallon's ever got ticked off over one of these... Uh, live from the barn and grill shows now the one when i had colder and i think both things happened no one of them happened when i had tyler and colder here for my 31st birthday because there was a lot of people that uh i bought a porta potty and put it in my yard just for that reason because we i knew it was going to rain going to be nasty and some folks for whatever reason still went in my house to use the bathroom i don't care i ain't no big deal but when you get a bunch of people that's drunk, you can imagine my living room, my hallway, my bathroom, it looked like a, a pigsty, mud everywhere and stuff. And she didn't really appreciate that all that much. And there was somebody one time that uh, was smoking something close to the house. and She walked outside with one of the kids and smelled it and got a little pissed off, which I understand completely. But other than that, I mean, she's always had a good time. When I've had folks over, she's complained a few times about these two fellas from Winchester. I don't remember who she was talking about, but uh, said they were uh, a little too rowdy. Brother Isaiah, Brother Ryan, I love you. Hope to see you soon. Let me see here. I got an email from... Brother Mike Sheehan, he says, I know it might be hard for you to have an anniversary show this year with all the drinking involved and with the whole COVID thing, but just wondering if the idea is being thrown around and some more information about it, if there is any, that I can share with you. You know, I don't get drunk no more. I mean, I made that public knowledge, but it, you know, I don't, it don't bother me being around people that do drink. I mean, that's never, that's a decision that I made on my own. And I'm, what other folks do, well, that's 
That's cool with me. I don't care. You know, I'm I'm to the point where you know, at first I'm taking the six months off from the the podcast and stuff. Yeah, that was tough, but I'm to the point. I've been around folks drinking and stuff, and uh, it don't bother me. So I don't really think that that would uh, have any issue with or get in the way of me doing an anniversary show. Like I said, I don't have any plans for an anniversary show next year, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing one. I just don't have anything. uh, I mean, it's November, and we're still pretty deep in a pandemic, so it would have to be a whole lot better than it is now for me to do one in April or May or something like that. But, yeah, I'd love to do more live shows, anniversary shows, whatever, at the V Club, and, uh, I mean, that's always going to be stuff that... uh, if the world permits, you know, with all this crap going around, I'm hoping to be able to do. Brother Mike, I appreciate it, and, uh, yeah, we have another one. You'll have to come on out. I got another email from old brother Josh Clevenger. He says, what's the one album growing up that just grabbed your attention and drove the passion you have in music? I don't know if there's really just one album in particular. I mean, I've always been a, Music's always been a such a huge part of my life. You know, when my mom and dad used to, uh, before they got divorced, when they would have issues and stuff, I'd just go in my room, put music on, and kind of zone out, you know, when they get into it and stuff. And music's always just been so kind to me. And, I mean, I might not be able to tell you where I was at the first time I eat something, but I can tell you where I was at the first time I heard a song. I mean, just my mind, the way it works, they remember stuff like that. And there's just been so many records over the years, man. Like I said, I I was real big into, which I still am, back in the mid-90s, late-90s, early 2000s. I listened to a lot of grunge, whatever you want to call it, and stuff like that. Big fan of the White Stripes when they first kind of broke big back in 2001. I mean, man, I've listened to everything over the years. The first time I heard that old Tyler... Red Barn Radio EP, that's one that blew me away. The first time I seen them videos with Colder, I mean, that absolutely blew me away. I mean, there's just so many things over the years, you know, that uh, have had different effects on me. There really isn't one thing in particular that stands out to me. But, man, I've just been blessed to hear so many good records over the years. Brother, I appreciate it, and uh, just have a good one. Let me see here. I got some stuff on Facebook if I can find it. I know Brother Bart Colucci, not Bart Kalicki, but Bart Colucci. Oh, Paul sent me a uh, message the other day, some multiple questions on it. He said, have you ever played Al Green's cover on, of I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry when you and Fallon are alone? Buddy, I've played about everything else. Maybe we've listened to that one, but uh, that's the thing with me and her when we was very early on dating and stuff. You know, I'd try to be all Rico Suave, try to set the mood, put music on, and we never made it hardly through the first or second song, you know. And uh, I don't know, back then, I remember a lot of the doors and stuff like that, you know, putting them old records on and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know if I've, Put Al Green on. I might have to save it. My anniversary's coming up here on December 2nd. I might have to, to break that one out then. 
How far is my house from the McDonald's that I used to drive to to uh, upload my shows back when we had dial-up? Uh, it's about 20 minutes from me. i got to drive over Dingus Mountain. It's in Logan, West Virginia. So it's about a 20-minute drive. I'd have to drive over there and get something cheap to eat, something to drink, and I'd use their free Wi-Fi and upload shows. I've done that for a couple years before. We've only had... I've been doing the show for eight-plus years, and we've only had high-speed internet maybe for three, four years, something like that. So I'd have to uh, improvise. At work, the hotels I'd stay in on the railroad, I'd use their Wi-Fi when I was away from home. I mean, I've done a show about every week, so there was a lot of time spent in that old McDonald's with a laptop sitting on the counter. Looking back now, you know, it was aggravating at the time, but, you know, it was fun. I'm glad I ain't got to do it now, naturally, but uh, that's what you do when you when you love something. You find a way to make it work, not just with podcasting, but everything in general. And I'm blessed to, uh, to have been able to do that back then. Can I fish an old 12-pole creek here, and what would you catch? There is some fish in it, little chubs and... Uh, Little perch, stuff like that. Yeah, there ain't nothing big. I fished in it a couple times when we first moved here. A kid that used to live beside of me, he ain't a kid no more. He's got a kid of his own. But when I first moved here, bought this house, he was probably nine, ten years old. And he used to sit on my bridge all the time and fish. He'd catch uh, minnows and a minnow trap and use them to fish with and stuff. And I've seen him get some little chubs and stuff out of there, but there ain't a whole lot in it. For the most part, it stays. It's pretty shallow for the most part. There's a little fishing hole there kind of close to, a little deep hole close to my bridge there on my driveway, but there ain't much in it. There's a lake about five minutes from the house. It's called Laurel Lake. We go there trout fishing and and stuff like that. So uh, when I do fishing, which I ain't done no fishing in probably since my accident, I ain't been over to, but uh, used to, that's where I would uh, go to fish. How long, how far does it take me into a song before you know if I like it or not? Uh, I base a lot of it on, on vocals, I really do. If, if somebody can't sing, I usually turn it off pretty quick. You know, if somebody does have a great voice, a lot of times it uh, overcompensates for other things. So I don't know if I don't really like the way somebody sings or something like that. It usually don't, I usually turn it off. I mean, that's usually the bit of, the biggest decision factor for me when it comes to stuff like that. Top five non-music things I like to do. Hmm. I've always liked fishing. I ain't got to do much of that. I enjoy going to church Wednesdays and, and uh, Sundays. That's where this microphone keeps going out on me. It's about to be the... About to get slung through this damn wall. Uh, I don't I like going out to eat. You know, taking the family out uh, when we can, going out to eat, spending time with friends, listening to music. I mean, a lot of the things I enjoy doing is kind of based around music. And when I'm sitting around, got time to myself, I'm either getting caught up on stuff on Netflix. I'm a big fan of Peaky Blinders. I just finished the fourth season of The Crown. There was a show that uh, used to come on FX called Taboo. It had Ed Hardy in it. They done one season, and it 
or whatever that fellow's name is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Ed Hardy, I think that was that damn close. But uh, Tom Harden. But uh, I like watching stuff like that. Uh, big fan of Yellowstone. I'm getting ready to start watching the third season of it. Big in, I like westerns. My favorite western is uh, Last Train from Gun Hill, which you can buy it on iTunes because I bought it and I watch it on my phone all the time. Love King of the Hill, Andy Griffith Show. I love sports. NBA is, is my favorite. I'm a big Charlotte Hornets fan, so I was pretty excited about uh, LaMelo Ball getting drafted. That's kindly the first player I've been excited about uh, the Hornets picking up in the draft in a long time. How much do I bench press? The most I ever bench pressed when I was in uh, New York working, I couldn't come home. I was too far away from home. I was too far to, uh, man, this mic's about to kill me. I was too far away from home to, uh, to drive home on my days off, so I spent a lot of time at the gym and stuff, and I got up to 250. I weighed like 150 pounds at the time, and I got up to bench pressing 250 pounds. And I do apologize if this don't sound the greatest. This microphone keeps going in and out, so I do apologize. I'm trying to make the most of it this evening, but I couldn't probably bench press Nothing now. I wouldn't even try. It, <laughs> I'd rather take a butt whipping than try to do something like that right now. Spinning reels or bait casters? Uh, man, I had a few bait casters growing up just because a lot of the pros and stuff used them. I never really did care much for them. Honestly, when I go fishing, a, uh, a Zebco 33, that's what I've always liked. I like them old Zebcos and uh, so my grandpa bought me first fishing pole and, and I like them I like open you know open face old spinning reels whatever you want to call them I like them too I have a few of them but if it's just going fishing taking a pole or two I just usually take an old Zebco 33 what size would I round would I carry if I had to carry I don't know I'd probably carry some type of revolver I mean that's when I've looked at guns about buying and stuff like that it's usually what I I'm drawn to, so I'd probably get some type of revolver, I'd say. Truck type. Uh, my favorite truck is a, and I'm hoping to get one one day, is one of the old Sanford and Son old Ford F1s from 1949 to 52 was that model right there. Man, I got one saved on my phone that I'm hoping don't sell by the time I can get some money to get me one. But that's what I want. I want an old, uh, the one I've been looking at is a 49, I think. Like I said, 49 to 52, they're all the same for the most part. But an old Ford F1, old Sanford and Son truck, that's, that's my jam right there. Barbecue sauce or dry rub? Um, I probably like both. I want, you know, if I'm getting ribs or something, I want a good rub on it. But uh, I always squirt barbecue sauce and stuff on them. I'm one of these people. Some of you might cringe, you know, but I, no matter how good a steak is, I usually got some A1 or something like that. I just like it. I've been at some expensive steakhouses, and chef walk, you ask for A1, and you, you'd think that you asked to, uh, for somebody's daughter's hand for marriage or something. You know, they, oh, my God. I've had a chefs walk out and ask me if there's something wrong with my steak and say, no, what do you mean? Well, why do you want A1? Because I like it. 
So, I mean, I like any time with barbecue sauce or any any type of barbecue, I like sauce. I mean, I always put it on there, slather it on there real good. But unless I'm overlooking anything, that's the only questions that I see or can find. I went back through emails and stuff. I've probably overlooked some. But something I want to talk about, if this microphone will let me do it, is... Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about mental health. And I think it's something that uh, a lot of us, maybe growing up or whatever, were kindly taught, you know, that uh, just tough it out and things like that. But uh, I've been through a lot over the past 14, almost 15 months now, and uh, physically, mentally, and quite naturally, you know, a lot of things that happened to me physically, I've addressed. Still, some of them I have to get addressed, but uh, you know, when I was in my accident, they immediately took me to the emergency room, and uh, that's just what you do. If you walk outside your house and you fall down and hurt your wrist, you think you break your wrist, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the emergency room, because that's what we know to do. A lot of times when we have issues... Mentally, we, I think, tend to overlook them or just think, ah, it's going to get better. When they don't get better, you know, it's stuff we do need to address. For the past, um, I think, since July, I've been seeing a uh, psychologist every three weeks over some issues and stuff I've had and stemming from my accident, and uh, it has helped me been good to have somebody to talk to and I'm just saying all this because it's something that I initially didn't think about doing I think a lot of us have pride and think I don't want to go talk to somebody like that you know I'll be alright I just want to get it across that uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of embarrassed of if you're going through stuff you know everybody knows if they're just having situational depression you know you had a payday that was low or uh, something tore up or something like that and you're just upset I mean things like that happen for like different situations like I said but uh, sometimes we go through stuff that we just don't know why and we can't really do nothing to there's nothing that happens that really fixes it you know and sometimes it is a good thing to talk to folks so like I said I just wanted to, to bring that up I'm not ashamed to say that uh, it's something that uh, that I've been taking care of so there ain't nothing to be embarrassed about if you're going through stuff you know there's ways to get help but friends I I'm gonna go ahead and go this microphone keeps on going out every 30 40 seconds and I have to wiggle it around and smack on it it's I didn't sound good did it but uh this mic it it's got to have a short in it I don't know so I'm gonna go ahead and end this now I just know that uh really appreciate each and every one of you this kickstarter I think Wednesday is the last day for it so if there's anything you want to pick up uh you can go ahead and do that right there Guys, I really do appreciate it. You know, I was talking to Justin Payne this evening, and I think he's a 
as excited as I am when it comes to this video podcast and uh, he was talking to me about different things I need to get. He's helping me get lined out on the audio side of things, microphones and stuff like that I'll need. And I couldn't do none of this without y'all. And it means the absolute world to me. I love each and every one of you. And I'm always here for you. Anybody ever need to talk about anything, wb at wbwalker.com, I'm always here. I don't just consider y'all listeners, I consider y'all friends. I've always said I'm your radio friend, and I mean that. I try to be a brother to everybody, and uh, I treat folks the way I want folks to treat me. Like I said, friends, I hope you all enjoyed this one. I know it's kind of out of the ordinary, but maybe you learned some stuff about me you didn't know. I had a good time with it otherwise in this damn microphone being on the fritz. But the good Lord willing, friends, and as long as old 12 Pole Creek don't rise too high on me, I'll be back with you just as soon as I can for more episodes of the Old Soul Radio Show and as they come to me, more episodes of the Old Country Church. Once again, friends, I'm sure glad Jesus Christ died to save sinners like me because a sinner saved by grace is all I am. But y'all take it easy and have you a good one, and I'll be back with you, like I said, just as soon as I can. Hopefully Friday, but if this microphone don't uh, don't hold up, I don't know. I might have to order a new one. Like I said, friends, y'all take it easy and you have you a good one. Ow. That clock's called the same. Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. In other words, you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on, put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that.